0: Hello, this is Steve Argyle,
1: the sexiest artist alive. Also, I am a liar. And you are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Ah! Brought to you by Good Games. It's the War of the Spark Pre-Release Preparation Podcast Pack. Everything you need to lose your war virginity, or as Narset says, part your veils. The Kent gods keep coming back over and over and over again. When will Bolas' Pukaki party end? Is it the finale of Morning Glory we've all expected? How is Death Sprite any different from any other regular Sprouts? So many questions and more Bonds than that time a superglue truck crashed through Pat Rafter's wardrobe into an Ian Fleming cosplay convention. Oh, so much to unwrap. So much Bond. This
0: is Seven Night Hand.
1: Is your name Eminem? No, sorry. it would have been. I would have been done in
0: time. All right,
1: well, with, with a team of experts, we'll give you a comprehensive breakdown of how to build your sealed decks this pre-release week. With the team we've actually got, we can only promise a comprehensive breakdown. <laughs> Heading the panel, Aaron Graham, and before you say anything, your Triumph is a nineteen seventy-three Triumph Dolomite. Could have been worse. Have you seen Triumph Dolomite? You know. The, it's a motorbike brand <laughs> yeah Uh Kian De Vries Turnell your Triumph is a 1984 Triumph Acclaim I'll acclaim that yeah that is the that was the final uh, Triumph motor vehicle car made
2: motorbike no so, so what car. you're saying
1: it was a swan song yeah best ever because what I'm, what I'm getting at is all these planeswalkers, the Gatewatch, they're all arguing over which which triumph belongs to them. It's like, Jace is a claim. No, it's, this is a claim. No, it's Chandras. Someone owns the Reggio papers for this car. Yeah. Get out the paperwork. Let's have a look.
0: Yeah, It's one of those cars that bounces between mates while they're all looking for a new car or one of them gets yes. broken into and they go... Dude, can I just borrow your triumph that's sitting in your. Uh, but you
1: know, like two years later, everyone's like, yeah. hang on a minute, who actually owns this? No and, one. And all of the Gate are going, me. Yeah. No, nah, fuck off, Liliana. That's my car. Twist. It's Nicol Bolas' triumph.
0: They're all driving it. I think he's dead. No. Uh, no, he's not. He's exiled. He's
1: living in, in the his own meditation realm. Spoilers. Story oh. spoilers. Anyway, We're not gentlemen. Talk story. <laughs> in this time of spoilers. And nice. some of them we can spoil. But we're not going to do any Avengers talk or uh, Ga- Game of Thrones. None of that. That's off the table. What's been exciting? Your, uh, how have you been readying yourself for war? Which War of the spark. I've been watching Game of Thrones and <laughs> getting ready for the Avengers. <laughs> talking to Chris Jones about, Chris friend, Jones the, about friend of the podcast, uh, Chris, Chris Jones.
0: Uh, goodness, I've been reading the spoilers, a bit of speculation about mm-hmm. the set. Get just getting, just rubbing my hands together for about five hours, getting ready for um, the, for it to drop on magic arena because I just want to, I just want to
1: draft this set just over and over. It's and probably over. only about twenty four hours away. Yeah, that's yeah. really like that. that's Really soon. Yeah, yeah. Although in, in, in Australia we have to start the day, wait a while, <clears throat> wait for America. I think it drops w-
0: about eleven o'clock at night. Eleven time. p.m. our See, time. Yeah.
2: I'm unsure as to whether or not that's when the downtime will end or the downtime will start. That's, that's when, when it the starts. downtime ends. <laughs> <laughs> we're nailed. It. Here you are, ready for
1: facts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was great. That was great. You yeah. both tried so perfectly. much conviction. <laughs> so much conviction. Yeah, I, we're I, both. I, Hundred percent.
0: Okay, all I can tell. Okay, I can tell you. Yeah, did some I did some science. Yeah, go on. I googled one of the numbers <laughs> that was in the announcement. I'm not sure which, <laughs> um, but I think that the one that I did was. Three o'clock UTC, which is Greenwich Mean Oh,
1: all of that's correct. What I did, it's I was read the, I read the announcement oh. that Kian sent us and it said the downtown will start at this time. And that was the same time that you looked up because I came up with the same time as you, which is 11 p.m. on the 25th. Very well. <laughs>
2: it was am, <laughs> oh. it was ambiguous and not clear because in one sentence they said, where well, the staff will go live at this time. In the other sentence it said, downtime will start at this time. Yeah. And it's it, like Well, it that's we putting the same
1: thing to them. In yeah. their offices, it's so I, live. Oh
0: man, War of the Spark is so great. Why isn't everyone online already? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two hours later.
1: <laughs> oh
0: shoot, we've got a couple of hours of downtime left. We should probably not tweet about this.
1: Alright, look, the whole idea about today's podcast is that we want to get people uh, straight into knowledge about the pre release, so that when they get down to pre release, War of the Spark is like it's like a it's like a brother they've grown up with. It's like candy off a duck's back. Yeah. It's like
0: it's like stealing a piece of bread from a baby.
1: It's like two peas in a...
0: In a hot pod.
1: Potato, yeah. It's
0: three hot peas in a hot pod. Two,
1: two peas in a pod. hot potato. So oh, that's what we're a g- cucumber. <laughs> yeah, that's what War of the Spark will be like yeah. after you've listened to this podcast. No, no, no. It's the feeling of adding a second
2: six-sided dice to your planeswalker.
1: Oh, second. That's lovely. That is yeah. a good good analogy. Mm. Yeah, I'll we'll use that. I'll write that down. I'll use that in an intro one day. Uh, look, if we've got no weekend geek, no serious weekend geek, let's just fire this away and get straight into I've got War a Talk. Quick, I've
0: got a quick one. Okay, go on. I don't know if you want to interrupt this with a blob or anything. Anyway, I've been playing this game, Train... Oh, sorry. Go on.
1: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was happy to... <laughs> yeah. Trade Valley Two. Oh, sorry, Aaron. Go on. What? You said trains, didn't you? So play this pretty cool game called Trade. <laughs> so War of the Spark. War of the Spark. Then
0: advert every month. No. <laughs> <games. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ooh, advert.
0: advert. Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the game we review. This month, it's Fallout, the video game, the board game, the video game, board game adaptation. Adaptation! In April, and while stocks last, Good Games are giving seven land hand listeners 10% off 10%. Fallout. But much Fallout. like the pre apocalyptic world, you only have days left.
1: There's only a few. It's six days. Th- uh, uh, 30 days, September, April. Th-
0: th- six days. All you need to do is search your local Good Game store, look for the pop-up screen prompts on your Pip-Boy.
1: Yeah, because that's like if you're playing the video game and you're in your Good Game store, yeah. you'll see all this... And you look p- at your
0: wrist and it's an old-timey
1: yeah. Apple Watch. And you'll search for stuff, but you won't be able to see anything yeah. except for what except it wants. For, you have so to, you to look to find. At it
0: right with your wrist in your eyes Yeah, and state the password. I'm special. Don't expose <coughs> yourself too much to radiation. It's radioactive. Whoops, I misread that. Uh, <laughs> you...
1: I'm special
0: uh, I'm special (laughs) (laughs) it's time for the pre-release preparation podcast Planeswalkers pack
1: pack Planeswalkers topic discussion
0: alright so I've been playing this game on steam called train
1: (laughs) now shut up (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) war of the spark here we are this is it this is nuts and bolts this is what we're talking about all through dinner all through the week. We've been reading spoilers forever. It's it's time this is this is our glowing moment, guys. This is the this is the, the flagship episode of Seven Land Hand, the pre-release preparation podcast pack.
2: I think Aaron is dead. I should just
1: take yeah. over. Aaron's Aaron we're down on Aaron. Your triumph <laughs> okay. is a nineteen seventy three triumph dolomite, apparently. Yeah. It's, um, it's beautiful. Not a train. We decided to kick this off. What we need to do is discuss briefly, introduce you to the new mechanics, because there's new mechanics, and if you don't know what the mechanics do, hard to conceive of what the cards do. So, Keen, do you want to kick us off with uh, what the mechanics are all about?
2: Yeah, sure. So, uh, we're going to go with the new one first, which is a
1: A mass, yeah.
2: And an Amass card... Has a mass X, so I believe the largest mass we've seen is three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and there's an
0: a mass X. But yeah, like
1: well
2: oh, okay. So this is this is not prowess or one of those ones which is just the keyword. It's a mass and then a number, and the number will be very very important.
1: Yeah, and what does the what's what's the whole mechanic behind a mass do? It it gives you a zero zero zombie army token.
0: Oh, it is it specifically yeah put a plus one plus one counter on an army you yeah. control this is true yeah. uh, and that it would be, tries to do that first that would be two plus one plus one counters if it's a mass two or three plus one plus one counters if it's a mass three yeah. if you don't control one that's an army creature you control create a zero zero black zombie army creature token first and then and then you put the
1: counters on it. So if you've got nothing on the board, you're going to get a zombie army, and it's going to be given this value that you've just got. Yep. So zero zero plus this, and then you you've got a creature of a two two or a three three or whatever. But then if you if that's still there and it was a two two, and you play another amass card and it's amass one, mm-hmm. then that original army becomes plus one plus one, so it becomes a three three mm. yep. army and it's on the play, yeah. and you never get to create another one while that one exists yeah yep.
0: outside of like weird situations where you like clone an army creature you control which is possible in the set uh, um, let's um let's just talk, let's just say what a common in the set is yeah uh, callous dismissal is one and a blue sorcery return target non land permanent to its owner's hand a mass one
1: so we're seeing these sort of spells that do stuff that we're familiar with and then mass is thrown in there as well. It's almost yep. like, yep. do some stuff, scry one. Do some stuff, amass one. Mm. That kind of thing, right?
2: The Ed- best amass common that I've seen, yep. I can't remember the name, uh, it's a Windrake, which is a three-mana 2-2 with flying, which has mass one on it.
1: Yeah. So that That's card's just... A-
0: Aven Eternal.
1: That card's just
2: nuts.
0: That's, that card's Because so you're good. thinking
1: about, I think, a, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but this is a good way to appraise these cards is how much... Your spend, how much mana you're spending to get the card in versus how much power and toughness arrives on the board. Yeah, yeah. that's always a good vanilla test.
2: It is. It's worth remembering that a three mana 2-2 two, two, and 1-1 one, one, is better than three mana 2-2 two, two, pump one of your guys by one. So the there are diminishing returns on a mass and a 1-1 one, one is always better not always better is generally better than making your 1-1 into a 2-2 because a 1-1 can chump just as well as a 2-2 whereas a 2-2 doesn't necessarily trade
1: or do anything more than a 1-1 does it depend on what stage of the game you're at though yes turn 7 we're we're talking about 1-1 to a (laughs) Mm 2-2 but Early on in the game, that 1-1 one one becomes a 2-2. Hey, I'm still in the race. I'm I'm blocking their biggest dude at this stage, you know, turn yeah. three.
0: But like a 2-2 becoming a 4-4 from some of the other more impactful mass spells. That's big. Is, is is huge. Whereas making a 2-2 on an empty board that can't attack immediately, we, we have yeah. to remember that the mass plus one plus one, you kind of want it to go onto an army that already exists so that you can... Attack with it immediately. So, say you've got a pretty normal limited board state, right? Two two. Uh, uh, so, sorry, something that goes amass early, and then they play a two two. Now you have an amass uh, one one, and then you play Aven Eternal. So it's a two two flying when it enters the battlefield. You amass one. You can amass onto your two two. Oh, uh, sorry, onto your one one, and it becomes a two two. You can attack with that creature when you weren't possibly able to attack. Yeah. So, so it's a better aggressive mechanic than it is a defensive one. You, mm. you don't want to be chomping when you don't need to, but it is a way to make use of this going wide thing. So, this is a thing that we talked about earlier, which is
1: you—you weren't invited there, listener. That was so, earlier yeah, dinner.
0: Was a, it was a pre-pre-pre-release <laughs> pre, pre, preparation podcast pack dinner discussion. Yeah, dinner. Mm. We were talking about whether a mass was a go wide or a go tall mechanic. So go wide is when you have lots of different creatures on the battlefield and going wide means you can just attack with impunity because they've only got two blockers and you've got six creatures out. You can hit them with your four unblocked creatures and yeah. then they block the other two. Or is it a go tall mechanic where you load all of your eggs into one zombie army basket and it gets so big that they can't really block it profitably. And we were thinking it mostly goes tall yeah. when you're aggressive. Because your bodies can then... Say you make... Say they've got 2 22s out and you have a 4-4 four, four army. If you amass one, you can make an attack you could not make yeah. comfortably. They can't before. double block you and kill you. They, yeah. If you're amassing and you're on the defense, it's great because it makes lots of random bodies you don't care about and you've got a 2-2 flying out of the deal. So that's a way for you to get back into the yeah. race. So this is why amass is really, really powerful. Even if you don't have a bunch of stuff that 'Cause I would play three mana for a two two flying in with marginal upside in a lot of sets, and this one gives you a free yeah. like Extra body. Chump body. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And this is a common
0: in this set, like
2: And it's it's worth piling in on that and saying that a mass is not one of those mechanics where like if you have less than five amass cards you just can't play a mass. A
0: lot of them are individually just yeah. quite playable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like if if you play Aven Eternal and you never put a one one counter on that if you never amass again, hmm. like you paid three mana for a 2-2 and a 1-1. Happy great. days. Yeah. And by and large, every single amass card that I've seen has just been fine on its own yeah. because amass has mostly just been stuck onto things in yeah. places where otherwise the card was fine.
1: Now, now what, color, what sort of colour cards are we looking at getting amass on mostly? So that-
2: if we're getting all story with it, Amas is the Nicol Bolas mechanic. So Amas is in Grixis colours, which is red, black, and blue. Yeah, he's brought the Dreadhorde through the planar portal yeah. from Cat,
0: and they're blue, black, and red. None so, of them have spread into so the So
1: almost, almost straight away, if you open your sealed pool, you have a lot of red, blue, black creatures and spells going on. You might be thinking, this could be an Amas deck I want to look at what amass triggers i've gotten what i can build there not really i would approach amass
2: cards on a very individual basis I agree. okay uh, yep. this is this is not your is it right like is it was very like you need a matter. critical mass mm. and yeah if you didn't have that critical mass go home a mass is just every single card is individually fine mm-hmm. now how amass plays into some of the other mechanics that's a bit different. We'll talk about that when we get to proliferate.
1: Cool. Shall we move on to proliferate now? Are well, we ready? Are we ready for I, that? I, want...
2: I think um, people should not be
0: um, perturbed by some of the amass cards. Um, so I'll talk about two examples quickly. One yeah. of them is bleeding edge, which is one black black. Uh, up to one target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. mass two as a sorcery. Fine. It, it, it's pretty good you get a 2-2 two, two and you can possibly kill a, an x2 of, of theirs but there's another one that's a counterspell pretty situational counterspell I don't want in every deck I would not play the 4 mana situational counterspell just because it has a mass on it I would always play Bleeding Edge because you can snipe a thing yeah. but
2: I would always play the counterspell you play the 4 in mana sealed. 4 in mana sealed. quench and sealed in sealed yes in, in draft oh, because you we'll always not. make a 2-2 I guess as a um, yeah.
0: as a thing but I was thinking it was more likely that you play in draft because it's more likely that you counter that thing and make your guy bigger the differentiation
1: your... being that sealed is a little bit more diluted than than, than yeah, limited in so yeah. draft sorry
0: you can't <clears> pick <throat> the if you have six amassed cards in your seal pool play all your amass cards cool in Draft, you're drafting around the fact that you're going to try and pick up more Amass cards and you can draft accordingly. So so Amass becomes more powerful in Draft. In Sealed, I think we're saying try and evaluate your I, cards I, independently.
2: Even in Draft, I don't think it matters. Most of the Amass cards, like, I would play regardless. Like, there's no card that I'm looking at with Amass which I'm like, I need to be in Amass deck for me to play that. Like, every single Amass card is just fine or good on its own. Mm, yeah like there's there's no um oh what's uh, i'm going to use an is it example mm-hmm. there's no uh the four mana zero six rare the one that like when oh, um, car- erratic cyclops yeah or 0-7. the uh four three with defender that loses defender when you cast a spell yeah, yeah there's yeah. none of those cards Piston, which like Fist is cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. literally if you're not doing the mechanic and you have that's, this that's in your more deck, like There's no amass
1: mass matters cards. Oh, well, there's lots of amass mass. There's cards, a few, but they're, but they're fine are, on their own. Yeah,
2: un- yeah.
0: Well, there's a there's a few that we will say are unplayable and they're uncommon and rare, and they are s- things like one blue red amass X, where X is the number of instances and sorceries in your graveyard. If you have four instances and sorceries in your whole deck concealed, don't yeah. don't play that card. All right, so let's
1: let's not get too deep into it. Let's start that sort yeah. of gritty discussion later on. Probably when you get on to Proliferate, which yep. is the other major mechanic uh, that's, that's available. Um, so, uh, what's pro-
2: Proliferate doing? Proliferate is a returning mechanic. Old time <clears throat> players will be familiar with it, but it has some. That's different
1: Aaron. We're too young for that, yeah.
2: Kim.
0: No, World,
1: I remember it. I remember no, no, no Kim, we're too young.
0: Old man magic.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I was proliferating with a contagion class. Ooh, before kids. We, are we, all right, just
1: me. shut up, old man. Uh,
2: when you cast. Uh, sorry. Two, uh, when a card says Proliferate, you yes. do. This action, choose any number of permanents or players. Sorry, and or players. Then give each another counter of each kind they already have, which is a very wordy way of saying if planeswalkers have a counter or creatures have a counter. Yeah. put another one,
1: which is could be potentially uh, unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so we just talked about yeah. We just talked about a mass. Obviously, it works really well with a mass. A mass has one one counters. So, anytime your proliferate happens, you can shortcut it in your head to being a mass one on every creature. So you you see your zombie army gets a bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And because this set is very well designed, green and white just have a lot of 1-1 counters inherently. Like there's a couple of Planeswalkers in those colors. green and white just
1: happen to be the two colors that are left after Grixis. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. So they very deliberately designed it that proliferate is across all of the colors, is fairly well distributed, and you're never going to feel bad about having a proliferate card, because there are a lot of them. Yeah. And some of them are very powerful, some of them are just eh, There's a blue one, which is like one and a blue sorcery, draw a card, proliferate. And that's like the worst one I've seen. Mm. And then like the best one, I think is like the, uh, there's a raptor. Oh, and every Which, time it hits them. Well no, the uh green white two three that enters the battlefield proliferate. Oh yeah. Because you just play a two mana two three mm-hmm. on its own, but then you get proliferate yeah. on top
0: anyway. Yeah. That's that is pretty that's uh, all beside the There's point. also one of the uh we're gonna do a bit of a deep dive on the best commons of each colour as well. Yeah. Um but the white one is four and a white sorcery, exile target creature, then proliferate. Yeah. It's just like it's like Back breakingly good. If you have a planeswalker in play, one or two creatures that happen to have plus one, plus one counters on them, you exile the best guy. You can suddenly attack with other guys. Ultimately, your planeswalker like cards like this can just like snowball mm. incredibly. Yeah. So, um, a lot of the, none of the cards mm. just proliferate. They always do something else. So I'm gonna say play them in most of your decks like there's Mm. there's no reason to cut a card because you don't have a whole bunch of synergy with it you want to be playing most of the proliferate cards you can
1: so what we're hearing is that it's not necessarily like you play proliferate 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 deck or an amass deck these kind of they the venn diagram of these two is pretty crossed over Mm. right there's and they
2: the Venn diagram continues to cross over with planeswalkers. Planeswalkers, which is, which is the our next third one. mechanic. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. okay. And us to that. So, planeswalkers
2: have gone through a pretty major shift for this set. So, mm. for the first time in a very, very long time, we have planeswalkers that are not mythic. Uh, they go all the way down to uncommon. So that's the first time we've ever seen an uncommon Planeswalker. So there's yep. three Planeswalkers at Mythic that you can open in yep. boosters. So they had uh, to
1: weaken them in some way, but still make them relevant. And we'll, how do we'll they do that. that?
0: We'll get there. Yeah,
1: how do they do that? So
0: uh, all of the Planeswalkers in the set, regardless of Mythic, Rare or Uncommon, have a triggered or static ability. Yeah. And so These this, static abilities, man. Very interesting. So let's talk about one of the uncommon ones. Yeah. So this is the Wanderer. It's a mysterious mm. character that's turned up in the story. Three and a white. Legendary Planeswalker. No Planeswalker type. Not, not relevant. Uncommon. Comes in with five loyalty. Has a static ability and only an ability that ticks down. So as it's we've a, seen from yeah. mythic Planeswalkers, they always have a way to tick up, a way to tick down, and then probably an ultimate, right? Yep. This one only ticks down. It has a static ability that says, prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to you and other permanents you control. So this is something that we've seen from an old card called Mark of Asylum, which was on, like, an enchantment. Yeah. yeah. And this acts very much like an enchantment that has an activated ability and can be attacked. So this is more where they've put Planeswalkers in this set, which is... It's
1: more like an enchantment that can be attacked, right? Is that, e- yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's
0: like the sagas that we saw in Dominaria, except you can choose when you activate them, you can proliferate the counters to buff their life back up, but they have the downside of being attacked by your opponent's... And that's, and that's just
1: getting back to proliferate. That's where these Planeswalkers that you can only tick down can be ticked back up yep. because you proliferate, you add a counter to mm-hmm. it.
0: Yes. So, so the Wanderer's ability, she comes in with five loyalty, mm. but her one activated ability is minus two exile target creature with
2: power four or greater. And pretty much universally, the uncommon Planeswalkers can be activated twice and be left on one loyalty. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. if uh, y- the uncommon planeswalkers have uh, uh, five loyalty mm-hmm. the tick down is neg two yeah. if they have seven it's neg three yeah. uh, there, there's like two exceptions I believe but as a general rule of thumb amongst the Tarland. uncommon planeswalkers they tick down twice some there's like two that are more but for the most time, most mostly you can think of them as yeah. such
0: and I think this is a clever thing they've done with the design of the set which is they, they notice how many uh Knobs the Planeswalkers had to to change, hmm. which is their mana cost, the loyalty they enter with, suddenly a, a triggered ability when they enter the battlefield, or uh, like the numbers that you put on their loyalty and their minus abilities, and then you've suddenly got this whole new cool design space that you yeah. can do, where it's an enchantment that you could potentially leave alive because yeah. they can't tick it down anymore, but once proliferates
2: in the set, you're like. It's an interesting thing. They might, get another, they they might get another tick down out yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it's just very bare bones. Uh, the mythic planeswalkers have a static ability and all your traditional abilities. So a tick up, a tick down, and an ultimate. Yeah. The rares have the tick up and tick down, but no ultimate and the static ability. The uncommons just have a tick down and a static ability. And, th- so and this
1: is important when we come to appraising them as... In terms of removal, do you want to waste removal yeah. or spend a removal, Remo- taking them off the off the battlefield? Are you happy with them sitting there? And if they're not proliferating, they're not going to ever get another shot. Are you happy with yeah. the static ability just sitting there? Yeah. And
2: and this is something which you will have to assess on a case-by-case basis. And some of the static abilities are very powerful. Some of them are not. Some are very situational. It's, you <clears throat> do have to judge them each individually. And the Planeswalkers all have a very varied effect. The absolute best Planeswalkers are just the ones that make guys. I think six of the uncommons when I checked and three of the rares just make dudes. Just make it, yeah. 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 Which is just like they... Uh, Defend
1: themselves with dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Like the six mana cord. She just ticks down, makes a 3-3, three, three, ticks down, makes a 3-3. Three, three, you know, and that's just like that's a good card for six mana two three threes you're like sign me up Jimmy with
0: potentially more yeah
2: if you've got some proliferate so those ones are very easy to evaluate and in terms of like you know you're like if I can kill it to stop them getting another 3-3, three, three, probably should. Probably did, yeah. You know, unless I can literally kill them if I didn't attack Island Court, So that that's very simple. But a lot of the more conditional ones, I'll use the Wanderer as an example, mm-hmm. the Wanderer can only kill things that have four or more power. Yeah. So if you know that there's only one four-power creature in your deck and they've literally already killed it... There is no reason you don't yeah. attack that. Yeah. Yeah. don't worry about it In, unless you happen to be a red deck mm-hmm. because if you're a red deck you have damage based removal and suddenly none of your damage based removal hits their creatures mm-hmm. that's a problem it's got to die so you know you just make sure you're always having a read of your opponent's planeswalkers and their static abilities and for anyone mm-hmm. who's like oh you never see planeswalkers uh this is very similar to Dominaria. There's one
1: in every pack. Yeah. But so, yeah, but equally, everyone's panicking, thinking there's going to be like 27 Planeswalkers in every game. There's not going to be 27 Planeswalkers. In Sealed, your opponent is going to have a look at six. Seven for pre-release. Seven, is it? Is, yeah, there's an extra there's, one in there. The, an
0: extra. That's your promo. In promo. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you're going to have a look at seven, but they're not necessarily going to work in the one deck.
2: So half of the uncommon planeswalkers are hybrid mana which so uh which actually means net they're going to get played more because you can play them in either yeah because so just quick side topic and caveat we are still on ravnica this is not a multicolored set there is no fixing in your packs you're going to be opening basics again no guild gates do not expect to be able to play three color decks and just get away with it like Mm we've been there for a while, we're not there now. Yeah. If you... That's an interesting point. I never, I
1: never hadn't intrigued that myself as like what lands are available to us. Yeah.
2: If you have, if you have to play three colours, do it. But... Ooh, is there any weird...
1: There's, there's, there, there is a weird artifact, isn't there, that does like oh, a... Yeah, yeah the, there's, a, there's a
0: there's a four-mana artifact that enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap for, oh, for two four different mana.
1: Yeah. There is a land... Mana geode, is it? Or yeah, there's, the, there's
0: a, there's a mana geode. There's
2: fire mines, bauble or something as well. Yeah, so, so there's like a couple of bits of fixing. But well, they're
1: expensive, yeah. for the
2: Sounds In of terms things. of like... We've just come from two sets where you had a guild gate in every pack and Hmm. there is not a guild gate in every pack. That's going to be a no common uh, mana fixing. That's going to be an interesting trip up. What are they called? Three mana. Lockets. Key runes. Uh, Or lockets. Lockets. Lockets.
1: That's going to trip people up, isn't it? Because we're so used to just being able to get whatever mana we want. Yeah.
0: And even in a pinch you go, oh, I guess I'll play these two lockets to fix my mana instead. And that's not There's none of this in the set because... They did not want you to be able to play every Planeswalker you opened yeah. in the yeah. deck.
1: Because that would that would add time to games and it would just be silly. But but the flip side is
2: a good chunk of the Planeswalkers are hybrid mana. And it's always worth remembering that with hybrid mana cards, you can just play them if you're one of those okay. colours. You are going to play against that person that plays uh yeah. five of each basic
0: in a four colour deck. Ciao. Chow, <laughs> and, it, and it, he'll always get away with it because he'll always make it work. And he, and when you do draw the right mana and the right planeswalkers, you get to play all six or seven planeswalkers in your pool. Don't be that do not be that person, yeah. yeah, because you will lose so many games and not and wonder why. And it's because you drew the wrong lands at the wrong time. There's not enough fixing in this set for you to play three or four colors. This is two colors. This, is, this is two we color we
2: have gone back to Dominaria or. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate to say this, but Core Set 19. There are powerful uh, multicolored cards. Like, they do exist. But they're the cards which will kind of shape what colors you're in. Not the, like, I can fit every multicolored card in my deck because, you know, I'm playing Securitus Root and other shenanigans. So try
1: try to keep it to two colors. Yeah,
2: two colors more than Set's previous. yeah, sure. Because
1: equally you will play against you know we just mentioned Chow there who will manage to pull it off because he's a genius on that front. But sure. more than not if you're playing against someone who plays multiple colors in this set you're probably on a good you're probably in a good game to <laughs> yeah. do well. Yeah, Especially if you've got if you're playing two colors because you can probably uh, rely on your mana to oh, be able to cast the spells that you draw.
2: One so ca- I really like at a pre-release level knowing that your opponent is playing nickel Bolas is hilarious yeah. because nickel Bolas is five different colored pips across three colors and you're like the odds of you being able to cast <laughs> Nicol yeah. Bolas are so infinitesimal that him being in your deck is bad yeah like if i open a nickel bolus i'm like oh sweet for my constructor deck and my binder you know like stay away from nickel Bolas; is a trap
1: yeah, oh, that's interesting, yeah. There's
0: there's a few interesting examples as well like at uncommon there's Kaya Bane of the Dead. She's three and then white white black hybrid white black hybrid white black hybrid. So she costs six mana altogether. The last three could be paid with either white or black. It is not really possible for you to play this in a three-color deck that is only one of
2: those colors if you're it's white also black pretty hard to cast it it's it's with hard to just cast just one
0: exactly it's hard to cast if you're um white blue yeah you cannot play a three triple white thing and expect to play it on turn 6 it's just i, I would want to be like, quite difficult i
2: would want to be 10 7 yeah you want to be 10
0: 7 towards planes yeah so so kaya is not an auto include in every single white deck you have to be more on the white side because you cannot cast this on turn 6 Within Whereas, Unity.
2: like, Kiora, which is two blue-green hybrid... That, Every green and yeah, blue deck will want to play Kiora. If you have yeah. a Kiora and you have blue or green in your deck, you play Kiora. Yeah, You know, so, like, there is some variance there, at, you know, judge at your own speeds, but that's, you know, we're giving you a bit of a basis of understanding yeah. of how to approach the format. I just want to say a couple of quick things before we move on to more so you're more saying cards Kaya. I just found
1: it now. Kaya... Kaya Bane of the Dead is hard to play.
0: If you've only got seven... So, say you're if, most, mostly
2: blue... If if you are white-black, yeah. it is super easy Amazing. to cast Super to every super time. Fast, easy. Cool. If you are just white or just black, three white-white-white or three black-black-black is a hard mana yeah. cost to cast. Mathematically, very uh, difficult to do on turn six unless you're ten or
0: more of that source in your deck. So, if the 17 right. planes in your deck are ten planes, seven islands... It's still a bit dicey. But that's you, fine. It, but, but fine. Yeah. But if you're seven planes, ten islands, <laughs> you run away. can't cast this card. I mean, you can. The longer the game goes, the more likely it is that you yeah. cast it. But, like, you can't put this card in your deck that only has seven planes in you, it and expect you have a to play it on
2: turn six. You can. You just have to shift it up the curve. You have to, yeah, Yeah. like when you you have your deck laid out and I'm doing something like that, what I'll literally do is I'll shift the three drop or the four drop to like the five Mm -hmm. or the six drop. In the Kaya's example, we're moving this to the seven or the eight. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing by that is you're saying, I'm going to be playing this on turn seven or eight. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, it's and like you, all of your uh, Rakdos. Um, see, I'm already forgetting it because we're walking the yeah, <laughs> yeah. a firewheeler. Fire yeah, Wheeler. No, no, yeah, yeah. What was the the mechanic there? The spectacle. All the mm-hmm. spectacle cost cards, you would put it, whatever the spectacle cost was. If you because had enough enablers. Yeah. Because you think, I'm not going to play this for five, man. I'm going to yeah, play for 3 play for three, yeah. Because yeah. so, i built a whole deck around
2: it. So I want to I wanna just state a couple of quick things as kind of PSAs, things to be aware of before we talk about cards in general. Yeah. So rule of thumb, everyone's kind of just going to be on like 25 to 30 life because if you have seven planeswalkers in your pool, you're going to play some amount of them. They're going to show up in most games and not every time, but most of the time you're You're going to attack planeswalkers at some point, which means that most of the time you can assume that your opponent has started at 25 life. So uh, that is harder on some aggressive strategies but it also just means games will go longer. So uh, I'm going to say, in this sealed format, you don't want to be building an aggressive deck. Well, you generally don't, anyway.
0: You do, you generally don't. So, and 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 maybe more than ever before. Yeah, don't build aggro decks in this in sealed,
2: unless you have a good one.
0: Oh, but even still, if, <laughs> if your opponent say you've got two planeswalkers in your deck and your opponent's got three, yeah. If they land a Planeswalker and you have to suddenly dedicate your already limited resources between killing their creatures, killing their Planeswalker, and killing them, it just dilutes your resources so yes. much that it's, like, it's so much hard to win as an aggressive deck, which runs out of steam very quickly. Um, so err on the side of not being an aggressive deck one and two drops will not matter as much because they're going to get blanked by all sorts of bigger, Uh, fancier, schmancier plays. Except that a bunch
2: of the one and two drops are really good. Yeah, but also
0: they've balanced the set very interestingly in that the best way to deal with Planeswalkers on the board is Planeswalkers aren't that great when you play them on a board full of creatures. So you want to be playing creatures that can attack well, but you don't need to be playing one and two drop like creatures just for the right. sake just for the sake you don't want to be playing a vanilla tutu in this format.
2: let, let me finish my statement and then I have a rebuttal for you <laughs> so uh, with that expect longer games particularly mm. at a pre-release and if you play in Perth you know what I'm talking about this shit's going to go to time uh, beware of going to time if you want to win your match if you want to win your rounds play as quickly as you can planeswalkers always complicate Boards they always tend towards board stalls, particularly if the planeswalkers make creatures, and a bunch of them do. And whenever that happens, that will slow down the game. And a lot of players who have not traditionally played with a lot of planeswalkers are going to be so. All of these are factors which are just going to slow down the game quite a bit. So, if you are an experienced player or if you feel comfortable play as quickly as you can because that will allow your matches to finish more often than not. Whereas normally at the pre-releases I attend, every round goes to time like maybe five tables. I'm expecting that number to be doubled, if not more. Mm. And like a two-headed giant, that walk (laughs) like the two-headed giant pre-release, they always go to time because... 30 life, two players' worth of creatures. Yeah. This is just gonna like exacerbate. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay, and, but go the other way. You're a new player, you're getting you're playing. How do you approach it? Instead of playing quickly, what, what have you got? Well, how do you approach it?
2: So, so this is where we go back to what we were talking about before, where you think about what the static ability is and you pretend if you don't, uh, sorry. You think about what the static ability is, you evaluate it, and if it's a threat, you kill it. If it's not, you don't. Yeah, You know, like, um, we'll go back to talk about the Wanderer. If you know you don't have any four or more power creatures left in your deck because they've killed the only two you have...
1: The static ability is worth nothing.
2: Yeah, unless you're a red deck. So just ignore it. Just attack them. But the flip side to that is proliferate exists. So don't assume that their uncommon Planeswalker that can only tick down, that is on one, is never going to be able to tick down again. So if you are scared of its tick down, kill it right now because mm. you just have to assume that they're going to untap, proliferate, tick it down again. Mm. So you there's a little bit of ebb and flow there. But, but it's, some,
1: it's also best of three. Yeah. So you are going to know. I'll have a rough idea the longer the, the match goes how much Proliferate they have and whether they can bring this Planeswalker back to life. If you don't see a lot of Proliferate, then you're less inclined to worry about that once it's Yeah, if you've seen down.
0: two or three Proliferate spells in game one, you've got to live in fear of it in game two and three.
1: Well, you've but,
2: also just yeah. got to live in fear that they have eight in their deck, mm. right? Because in game one, if you've seen two or three, you've seen maybe 15 cards. Yeah. You kind of have to assume that... yeah. They didn't just draw every single proliferate card, so you have to assume there's like eight in their deck. This
0: is when you sneakily ask your opponent, "Oh my goodness, how many proliferate cards have you opened?" You're so lucky, and they go,
1: yeah. "I opened and I opened oh eight. Go, oh Can God, you I'm believe the it? Really differently.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, so,
1: pro pro tip, yeah. pro tip.
2: <laughs> Planeswalkers complicate everything, and I, I don't want to scare away new players. But this is going to be one of those pre- like this is yeah, not a
1: corset. This, this is not. I wouldn't say a core they, set. they complicate everything in a way that is detrimental to playing. It just oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going, yeah, to, be great. It's going to be great. You just got to think about like we, like we, you just got to think of it more like it's an enchantment that's hit the deck that has uh, an ability that can be used a limited amount of times yeah. and if they have proliferate maybe a couple more times than what you'd hoped and you have to evaluate whether you like the static ability hanging around or you like the risk of whether they are or are not going to allow the Let's imagine for
2: a second anyone that played well okay just one second (laughs) sorry Aaron so I'm going to give an example of a (laughs) planeswalker that comes down that you mostly are just never going to attack
1: oh yeah that one's shit (laughs) Taya the shield
2: mage it's static ability is you have hexproof Right. yeah in which limited format does that matter um. the one that that, the the you, one yeah. that you're
1: lava axing your
2: opponent for lethal,
0: <laughs> but that's it, right? I was going to yeah. say corset draft, yeah. Whereas, like this mind rot, there's lava axes, yeah.
2: But anyway, but but, but not, like around about non, non. Yeah, but if, if your come. opponent, if your opponent plays a three manner enchantment that says they have hexproof, you're like, fine, sure, yeah. I don't care, right? But if if their three manner enchantment is like, I'm going to kill you next turn, you're like, okay, I have to deal with that, yeah. And and that's a bit simplistic, but you can go with that. And
0: The the allegory I was going to make was anyone that played Dominaria Limited played with the sagas. And the sagas were sometimes quite frustrating because they came down, they did their thing immediately, there was nothing you could do because you had no enchantment removal. No matter what happened, you had to kind of try and sculpt the board state to mitigate the next one and then mitigate the third one. This one is a saga...
1: It was very processed, though, wasn't it? It was very, this is definitely going to happen. You know, next turn, this, this is definitely going to happen.
0: happen. But if you treat these planeswalkers the same way, which is this comes down, it does a thing, which is the tick down ability. Next turn, it's definitely going to happen. You can interact with that. You can attack mm. it with your creatures. So mm. it is a saga that is less frustrating to play with because you can interact with it with what you were already doing. And also sometimes your creatures.
1: opponent may, may say, now's not the time for me to take this down. So it's it's a little bit different to the saga. Uh,
0: yeah, it's it's a little different, but I, I think if you pass the turn with a Planeswalker that you could tick down and you don't, you're just opening yourself up to it being... You never get an opportunity to tick it down. You're yeah, because you can just get killed. So it's a saga that has more options um, to attack and interact with and your opponent can choose not to activate them and stuff. But if you imagine them as like... Uh, a saga or a artifact with charge counters on it. Yeah, rather that's than a, being that's a a trick, walker, isn't it? Yeah, and then you can attack it to remove the charge counters from it. You're in a much better spot than you were with dominair and the sagas, and no one really had any qualms. Or about those. if you're
1: in control of that saga, you can actually recharge it you by proliferating it, yeah. and then you can do it again yeah. it's which like, was one of the most sick.
0: frustrating things to happen in Dominaria but it didn't happen all that often and there were quite a few ways to activate it in, in this set the proliferate I think is going to be
1: oh like when you exile the saga and then and return it to it the back, battlefield or, or yeah. you
0: return a permanent from your graveyard to your hand with growth spiral or something. there
2: are actually yeah. a couple of planeswalkers that I can reasonably see not ticking down immediately
1: yeah.
0: Give us give us a give us a, yeah, give us a,
2: uh, a hot take. Sahili? Yeah. Yeah. Sahili, uh, I don't think you need to take it down immediately. I'm not saying you wouldn't. What does Saheeli do? Uh oh, you want me to fucking read a card? Yeah, well, you started. Uh, it. I'll, right? I'll read it for you if uh, <laughs> one he, he started it. Let him, let him one read it. Hybrid hybrid, <laughs> where the hybrid is blue-red. Mm-hmm. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a one-one colourless servo artifact creature token into play. It comes in at five loyalty and has neg two target artifact you control becomes a copy of another target creature or artifact or creature you control until end of turn. So cool. Which is great. So but like, cool. if you don't have an artifact that can attack, you're probably not ticking it down. Yep. So it that just comes ju- down and just sits there. Yeah. Yep. But like, that effect is super scary. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, if my opponent plays the healing, and doesn't take it down, I'm like, yeah, like i got to kill it. Build around that. Planeswalker. Yeah, because... Yeah. I mean, this is a very Spells Matter card. Like, if you stick this in any of the it decks from Guilds of Ravnica, you're like, huh, 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 yeah. panic attack. Yeah, free 1-1s, one get to copy yeah. your, like, cool uh, Drake or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Samet, Tyrant Smasher. Uh, creatures you control have haste. Sorry, it's uh, two hybrid-hybrid green-red. Creatures you control have haste. It has five loyalty, tick down one. Ty- creature you control gets plus two, plus one, and gains haste until end of turn you scry one. If Double you- haste. It's, it's so that you don't feel bad if it's on one. You, you play a creature, down, yeah. you tick it down, and it dies, and then it doesn't have haste anymore. Yeah. Oh. So if, like, so if
0: Sammit dies because you neg one to plus one of your creatures and suddenly it didn't have haste anymore, you'd be like, oh, garbage. But So it gives it haste just for the niche oh, okay. bit where Sammit dies, dies giving her gift to It's It's the
2: know. same reason why uh, most of the planeswalkers that put 1-1 counters on a land... Also, say it gains haste until end yeah. of turn because if you randomly, yeah. so like if you play a forest, oh, and, and then you, put, goes, you just put that, on that in, it, yeah, you can't attack. That's something like sickness, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> most of the time. Things right. like Misser say it gains haste until end of turn. It's 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 so that there's no feel bad attached to the card, and it works as and it comes in a pretty should.
1: free rules yeah uh, quirk yeah. Okay, so we're we're going pretty deep on the planeswalker stuff. but Let's just talk about let's back out a bit. Yep, and start looking at what cards we're going to see and. What are the interactions? What cards do we think are going to be good at common, uncommon? The, the sort of things that we're going to see a lot of mm-hmm. that are going to be value that you so should be excited about opening.
2: I don't necessarily want to talk about
1: value or anything like that. I want to talk about... Not money value. I mean, yeah. you crack it but, and you go, I want to play this because I know it's going to work well. Yeah, As, as someone who's played a lot of Magic...
2: I can generally look at a set and you get a little bit of an idea of some of the stuff that's going on. This set has way more removal than most sets. Mm -hmm. So, and the removal has really been rarity shifted. Every single color has common removal that's good. Mm. Like one of the red ones is like one red, deal three damage to a creature or planeswalker, scry one. (laughs) Like that card's nuts. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, the the common one
0: only deals damage to creatures and you scry one, and the uncommon one deals damage to creatures or planeswalkers, but you don't scry one.
2: Oh. Yeah, but yeah. it's
0: almost the same card. Yeah. At different rarities, but like, like like, both of them right here, one of them is Jaya's Greeting, one in a red instant, three damage to a creature, scry one, a common. And then the uncommon is Chandra's Triumph, which is three damage to a creature or planeswalker, five damage instead if you control a Chandra planeswalker. Yeah. Both of these cards are, like, first pickable. Like, we all know how good Lightning Strike was in Corsair and Ixalan. First pickable, super flexible. Can, uh, and, and one of them's th- a common. And one of them is a common. So, like, you're sweeping um, three de- like sweep three damage spells up at common. You could have two or three of these in your deck and you're just wiping the, the, all of your opponent's stuff. And that is a thing you could get so many copies of and then also have a good deck around it as well. So yeah. this reminds me of old-school core set drafts like when M10 and M11 came out and Lightning Bolt and Doom Blade were common to that <laughs> yeah. format. And it, it almost didn't matter what you killed them with because you had so much gosh-down removal that you could just kill whatever they played.
1: Yeah, and, like and White
0: and the- has
2: Divine Arrow, which, like, that card is ridiculous. Uh, it is one and a White for an instant. It deals four damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Yeah. Gideon's reproach. Is that an yeah, instant? It, yeah, it's an instant. Ooh. Which is just like, and that's a so comment. An
1: interesting point that you guys came up with at dinner was uh, a special type of removal which isn't available uh, in this set.
0: Yeah, so um, as we were speaking about before, a mass uh, and the gods who are mythic and are very difficult to kill. In the last podcast, we were talking about how both of these strategies can be a bit undone by enchantment-based removal that we call pacifism effects where you enchant a creature and it says it can't attack or block. Um a mess, you have to put plus one plus one counters on an army you control and if you and if you can't, you make a zero zero. If you put a can't attack or block on an army, they would have to keep putting plus one plus one counters on it. And, and then it wouldn't be able to, be able to
1: do another thing. Yeah. This
0: whole set has no enchantment based pacifism effects
1: which is unbelievable which is crazy reason the spoilers i hadn't i hadn't twigged that that was the case and it
0: took someone else pointing it out that was like hey and the gods are even better than we thought because yeah. you you can't just put a pacifism on their army and it negates all their amass cards but kill, also, kill the god yeah kill the god he's gonna by, keep coming back putting a pacifism on it it's gonna keep coming back so these cards are even more relevant and you have to think of creative ways to deal with them Um whether the, I, I mean the gods are in, unkillable for so many different ways Um but at least you have a little bit of time in between yeah like three
1: three from the top is quite a long it's way it's quite a long way because limited. that's three turns yeah that's three turns and how many times is that going to happen really if he gets killed a couple of times one or two. they might they might spend their best removal getting rid of it do they have another one so you know even the fact that it comes back once is going to be I mean, enough pretty yeah. pretty powerful mm. yeah what, what, what sort of cards have you seen in the uncommon and common bracket then Aaron that uh, have have opened your eyes and gone ooh. so uh,
0: <laughs> we've already spoken about two red cards one's at common uh Jai's greeting and one's uncommon which is Chandra's triumph there is another card which is like Chandra's signature spell called Chandra's pyrohelix and this is one in a red instant it deals two damage divided as you choose among one or two targets
1: see I never get these when you divide it because yeah, I never want to divide it I just want to like give it all to one card. so how, how does this sound okay yeah go
0: They're, um, they've got an, a 1-1 one, one zombie army token yep and a planeswalker that they've ticked down to one because they've done the negative yeah it. right they go amass I can, I can see where you're heading amass three or something wait
1: Aaron before you do that before that
0: resolves but wait in response in response in response Chandra's Pyro Helix yeah for the low low cost of two mana I can kill your previously existing X one you were going to put some counters on Mm. and
1: kill Mm -hmm. your your planeswalker
0: with one thing for almost nothing like I would have played this card if it was two damage directly, but in this case, I get to kill an X1 and just wipe your Planeswalker and any yeah. chance you had of proliferating. There's probably gonna going to be a lot of
1: Planeswalkers work. just hanging about on one yep. because they get ticked down and a bunch.
0: Chandra's Pyrohelix, to my mind, is a little like dustpan and brush that just sweeps up the ones that you were a little, <laughs> little bit worried about, yeah. but you don't want to dedicate a whole card to killing him, so I'll like I'll kill your random thing post-combat yeah. or with some first-strike damage and I'll just, I'll just kill your Planeswalker for free as well. Ooh. So... I just counted.
2: Question <laughs> right. for the team.
1: ken has been how away many, counting.
2: How many common removal spells do you think there are in this set? <sighs> As in removal that
0: can destroy a creature. How, I'm right?
1: counting just... blue bounce spells. And uh, this is just like negative, negative two, negative two kind of stuff, or is it just so, destroy?
2: So this is not destroy. So, like, I counted Soren's Thirst, which is like deal two damage gain to yeah. life. Chandra's yeah. Pyrohelix, which is deal two damage. Okay. Damage. Uh, there are there's like Obnixilus's cruelty, which is Nick five, Nick five. Anyway, sixteen. But, ooh, that's high. That's quite high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just picked a number to get us rolling. Ten. There are exactly ten. Most Well, sets sixteen would high.
1: Not. That's not bad. That's two hundred ninety-seven, two hundred sixty-seven cards. I, I, like
0: I, if I think if suddenly tomorrow we started yeah. playing this and there were sixteen removal spells in the set, we'd be like, oh my god! <laughs> like ten 16, seems
1: quite 10 low. Seems, well, but like, th- it just no, no, seems-
2: think about think about how often you saw lockets, and this is common. Yeah, this, this is common. just common. Yeah, so yeah. So think about okay. how often when you were playing Guilds of Ramnica you yeah. saw a locket in a pack all the goddamn time. Yeah. There's only five of them. Times that by two, and that's just common. Yeah.
1: Mm. Then no, there's
2: uncommon. Then there's rares, and some of the
1: I'm weasling orders- out of my guess of sixteen by <laughs> thinking. If going, I'm going to say confidently. I thought you meant uncommon and common. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good,
2: thank you. Yes, yes, good stuff. So good. accurate. I, yeah. I'm just trying to emphasise that there is You'll a find lot that of six removal. six
1: uncommon uh, removal spells. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: There's a lot of removal in this set. Yeah. And that means that uh, Planeswalkers won't be able to hide as well as you might think. Mm-hmm. So Planeswalkers are not the slam dunk that they have always been. Yep. There are a lot of good creatures with evasion. There is a lot of good removal. So... You, it, they it's had to n- do
1: that to keep the tempo of the game up, yeah. though, because yeah. otherwise,
2: it's, yeah, you just get bogged down at just it's be It's not like someone's not going to slam a planeswalker out and suddenly you're like, oh my god, I can't ever fucking win. Like, I think why don't you play Magic?
0: Miss, um, or oh, I want to say misnomers, but that's that's about naming something. It's it's one of these um,
1: yeah fa- like, fallacies yeah.
0: that the planeswalkers are gonna, you're going to put them on the board. And then you're going to have a snowballing effect of you like, just having so many Planeswalker activations a turn it's like you're drawing three or four cards a turn. If
1: you and, then, just, and then an ultimate which just wins the game. And an ultimate which wins else. the game.
0: So all we had to do to change that was you have Planeswalkers at rare, so they show up less often in, in Mythic rare that can tick up very slowly, but most of the ones that we see in play act more like enchantments. And in fact, they replace all the interesting enchantments.
1: In the I think, I think set, they're just enchantments, to be honest. Enchantments, yeah. So that's a static ability. They're an enchantments enchantment.
0: that you have more agency over controlling. So rather than, let's let's call it an enchantment-based set, but the enchantments you can attack with your creatures. You can
1: attack them, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I
2: think that's if, it. If anyone played during Kaladesh or during Theros, you know, the enchantment sets, the artifact sets, you know that when there is a set themed around something, they spice up the removal that targets that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, like Kaladesh had more destroy target artifacts than the like three sets prior combined. Mm-hmm. Theros had more good enchantment removal that like still to this day destroys modern. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. In,
0: in this is like the black common removal spell, which is usually four to five mana destroy target creature. Mm-hmm. Now is has a little buff and a little nerf, which is like black destroy target creature or planeswalker as an additional cost to cast this spell pay three and a black or sacrifice a creature so it's kind of like a mishmash between um, what was the last one that we saw that was like five mana Liliana's destroy, caress Liliana's caress and uh, bones to the pit and Sorry. consigned to the pit kind of clunky black removal mixed with bone splinters gives you a little bit more flexibility but also gives you the option to just take out a planeswalker so they go yeah, Liliana and you go well I can sweet I can use my Common removal spell, five mana, clunky. I can destroy that for sure. Yeah. Or I can blow up your big bomb dragon, wh- whatever. And yeah. so that's where I think the set is going to succeed, which is they know uh, at common and uncommon, all the removal and all the creatures and stuff are going to interact with planeswalkers in a meaningful way. It's never going to snowball out of your control. Yeah.
1: Okay. Look, quick fire. Any hot, common, uncommon picks that you, you want to see when you open your, your seal pack? I mean, apart from the Windrake that amasses. Yeah, apart, apart from, from that Windrake one.
0: Windrake that amasses is just a crazy <laughs> card. And, uh, Spark Harvest, I really like that, the flexibility of that. It's black, destroy, target creature, or planeswalker, but you have to pay Le- five. More.
2: Leyline Prowlers, like one of my faves. Uh, what's Leyline Prowlers? Uh, one, death, black, death green, gold. two, three, death touch, tap for any mana. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I mean, all of the uncommon... Multicolored cards are like very good. yeah um, But in terms of like monocolored cards, or oh, just uh.
1: anything that's just caught caught your eye.
0: Um there's another red uh removal spell at common called Heartfire, and it says as uh, one in a red, as an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a creature or planeswalker. So this is the other thing that you can do yeah. with your planeswalkers that are lying around in one loyalty. Don't have very much proliferate in my deck. I'll play heartfire, sacrifice my thing that I'm not using anymore. Deal four damage to any target. To a player, a creature, a planeswalker, whatever. This card's awesome. Like, I, like, I really like this because you can sacrifice your random tokens, a mass tokens. You've got a 1-1 one, one amass token lying around. Sacrifice that, deal four damage to your face. Deal four damage to your planeswalker. Deal four damage to your bigger mass guy. Like... And that's another common in addition to all the other burn spells that we've seen.
1: How do you, how do you feel about uh, Boreal Grazer? for One green for a zero three 3 common creature beast with reach. When a Boreal Grazer enters the battlefield, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped, but a ramp for... It's like the Lannemar Elves of the set.
0: I think this card's actually a little bit of a trap.
1: Yeah? Card's um, garbage.
0: Yeah, it's, it's quite bad because you you never want a 0 through reach, right?
2: Um, the one you want is Paradise Druid.
1: Paradise Druid.
2: The Uncommon? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about Boreal Grazer. Yeah. So
0: it's, it may seem good, but only if you play it in the first four turns. And in the first four turns, what you don't want to be putting onto the board is a 0-3 reach. It's not really helping you survive. It's not really helping your Planeswalker survive. I mean, it gets one chump block against a decent creature. And the land ramp is all right, if it was attached to a body that was relevant, but this like it's more of a constructor playable where the extra land means something. Yeah, but um, let's talk about Paradise Druid. Which you don't,
1: want, you don't. You're finding like ramping later on in the game is is not so good. No, yeah. yes, but Paradise Druid is still just a two mana two one with yeah. hex. what What, what colors? Paradise? So Paradise Druid is
2: green one and a green.
0: It's one and a green. It has hex proof as long as it's untapped. It's a two one and it can tap for a mana of any color. This is one of the best birds of paradise variants that I've seen for a while. It's uncommon. It's gonna be a super high pick, I think, in the set because you can ramp your planeswalkers out really early. Yep. And it even dodges stuff like Chandra's Pyro Helix, which would make like laugh in the face of this thing. It gets to, you always get to survive and it gets to survive and you on top with it. This
1: I'm, I'm to gonna me, find it right at the end of this
2: conversation and go, oh yeah. This to me <laughs> nice. feels like a very balanced Sylvan character. Yep. Um, in terms if, of constructors. Yeah, card is really, really, really powerful. I um, really like so it. So if, if I had to pick an uncommon that I wanted to play in every single one of my pre-releases in Seal Pools, yep. I that's, would pick- That's what we want. That's what we want to hear. Uh, I'd forgotten the name of it. Um, <laughs> good good lead-in, I want the one that says zombie armies
0: you control have flying. Yeah, yeah that oh, one's pretty yeah. good. That one's really so good. A blank card, evolution sage. What's that one do? Let's read that one out. Two and, green Two and a green for
2: an elf game. druid. It is a three-two, so that's like pretty good to start with, right? Like what? a 3 mana, three-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When land enters the battlefield, proliferate. Oh, like because any deck <laughs> where you play that card is just disgusting. Mm. Because you, if you even have one counter on your board, you're like play land, add a counter, play land, add a counter. You know, but if you have two or three, that's just like play land overrun. Yeah,
0: it's, play a land overrun. Yeah, it, it's just like. This is kind of like um, uh, Song of Freilis yep. or the, the other ones in the Saprling decks yeah. in, in Dominaria, which was all right by themselves, but when you had a deck that was built around him, it was like, oh my God, this, yeah. how would I ever beat this card yeah. unless you have a removal spell for it like immediately? Um, so yeah, this, this card's super, super, super impressive. I was just
1: going through. I was looking for commons and uncommons. I came across Massacre Girl and I was like, oh shit, but then it was a rare... <laughs>
2: So uh, the the final thing I want to touch about, uh, there's a cycle of cards called the Triumphs. Mm-hmm. And on the face of it, these cards look really good. And mostly they are. And the second half of the Triumph cards all say something like, if you control this Planeswalker, do, do an extra whatever, thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. Except that every single one of the Planeswalkers mentioned in a Triumph is rare. yeah, Which is... Not to say that it won't happen. And these are much better than in the past in some core sets we've had similar cards and the planeswalkers have been mythic and you're like, so I just feck and won the lottery and my card got even better. And it's just never ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But these are rare, so they are gonna show up, but unfortunately they're not uncommon. So when you're looking at the triumphs, evaluate them as the equivalents that they are yeah. without it. So let's just say Jace's triumph. Yep. Two and a blue, sorcery, draw two cards.
0: If you control a Jace, Planeswalker, draw three cards instead. You are never getting three cards off this unless it's constructed. I, I don't even know. You have to want a divination in your deck, which is And two most and a blue. blue
2: sealed decks would yeah, want a divination.
0: So. Two and a blue, draw two cards, super happy. Yeah. Don't not play this card because you don't have a Jace. Evaluate it on whether you want the front half or not. Yeah, which yeah. Is, but don't. Without the Planeswalker. Yeah assume
2: you'll never have jace
1: there's yes. so many of those yeah Where you the the combo between the rare and the off the, the associated spell is strong but you're just never going to see it in limited yeah, okay. or sealed yeah.
2: Yeah. um the other cycle you'll see fairly regularly is just the uh bonds the bonds uh and flourishing bond. like three of them are good and two of them are super poop
0: yeah um these and are all... Bond of
1: Revival has the funniest start. It just makes me laugh yeah. every time I look at it.
0: Um, <clears throat> let's talk about uh, I, I, I don't know um, Bond of Discipline. Yeah, Four and a White Sorcery. Oh, so bad. Tap all creatures your opponents control. Creatures you control gain life link until end of turn. If, mm. if we, like, it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. Don't, don't really don't play this card unless you like post sideboard. You're really aggressive and and the board stalled out, and you really need a way to swing in. Um, th- this card is a little bit like I.
2: I would play you, this. You don't need in, it. I would play this only exclusively if I was a mid range deck that worried I couldn't win a board stall. That yep. is the only reason I would play this card.
0: And even then, after the sideboard, right? It's like a cool situational. It depends. Overrun. Like
2: so, if the format is really grindy and there's lots of mid range decks, you might just main deck it. Mm. But it start like at the first pre release on Friday night. This is in my
1: sideboard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a board stall, so they have 10 power... Yep. ...and you have 10 power... Yep. ...you tap them all down, you hit them for 10, you're all tapped out, they hit you back for 10, you're where you were before it all began. Exactly. You... Uh,
0: n- no, not necessarily, because well, no, you gain 10 life, right? But then they just hit you back thing, and it's just but then zero zero. But if they and... hit you back, all their creatures are tapped out. So, yeah. So to, to keep up in the race they had to put themselves out
2: there. Sure, no. yeah. so, Okay, so... Interesting. I eh, Sort of. The way...
1: <laughs> There's definitely... My way, looking,
2: my way of looking at this card is... So, uh, you have six power, they have six power. Yep. You're both on 12 life. Yeah. You attack, you take them to six, and you're on 18. That looks great on the face of it. Yeah. They don't attack you, you untap. You now both have six
1: power on the board... And they're on six and you're on 18. That's great. It's not.
2: It's, it's, it's because you're not actually if, that and different. It's the if, you the same. if you couldn't attack before,
1: yeah. you can't attack now. Yeah. No, but you're on, they're on six and you're on 18. But then you, but, just,
2: but then you just
0: played a spell that so said your opponent loses six and you gain six and he wouldn't
2: like necessarily always but play But if it that. was like a 6-6? <laughs> yeah. Imagine if this was just a 6-6 six, six instead. You just play this as a 6-6, six, six, they're dead. Because the thing about board stalls mm. is if you can break a board stall, your opponent's life total is actually irrelevant. Yeah. So because you, if you break a board yeah, stall, yeah.
0: you get in, in front. It. So this is yeah. so this is one of the things that we were talking about where you're talking about evaluating each each turn as you go. Of course, if I'm in that situation, I would pay five mana to make my life total eighteen and there's six.
1: Yeah. Happy with that.
0: But I would rather pay five mana
2: for a f- removal spell, for a removal spell, or a creature, be-
0: because it yeah. gives you the inevitability of yeah. winning the game, as opposed to just d- doing doing the this, this switch around thing. And, it's and it's the, like, the
1: the weight of balances get shifted slightly towards you, and that's enough just to tilt everything, and it starts running in your direction, uh, 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 yes, rather than just yes, freezing exactly. up. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and so, so I think the story I told at the at, at, with, with dinner didn't did perfectly make sense because,
1: listener, you should come to dinner.
0: You should come to. You should just be at dinner, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the <clears throat> I made all the correct decisions broadly, but I made a bad micro decision and I lost. I didn't feel bad about it, but I also felt a little bit foolish because I forgot to you know zoom back in. So in that case, I like did all the stuff to commit to the board. And then they killed me with a flyer and I was like, oh, I did all the commit to the board stuff, right? But I did forget about that one thing. <laughs> um, w- with this card, I think if you are on the side of not playing this and you play a creature instead, it'll pay off a lot more than the yeah. great times. This is really great. Because so they might destroy
1: rock. a land where you've played a 5-5. Five five. Yeah, yes. yeah. So th- this card is
2: not quite fog, but it's real fucking close. Yeah. Or oh. it's, it's, it's closer oh, it's, to...
0: It's really close to Magmatic Chasm, yep. which was um, one in a red, your opponent's creature can't block this turn. Yeah. Really, really good. If you win the game off it in every single other situation, terrible.
1: Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> mm. All right. Is, is there anything else just for like quick fire pro tips going into the uh, sealed event this weekend? Do you want to fire out mm. stuff you've thought of?
0: Don't try and mill your opponent. There's about three or four cards in the set, including Ashiok, Dream Render at Common. And I thought a... Ashiok was red hot. Uh, uh, okay, so Ashiok's good. So Ashiok comes in at three mana and five loyalty. It says spells and abilities your opponents control can't co- three cause them mana. to surge, five search world. their library. Target minus one, target player puts the top four cards of the library into their graveyard, then exile each opponent's graveyard.
1: I'm, I'm playing them. huh. Her. Uh, playing her
0: um, uh, It's a them actually Them they're gen- Genderless Because no, they've got no face I'm playing them I'm playing them Retake <laughs> This one is actually One of the Most interesting ones To evaluate Because at three mana And five loyalty You're like oh beefy, Value Beefy um, If I played One blue blue Mill target player for eight You wouldn't play that card right? Nope Or one blue black Mill for Them for eight
1: Inlimited Inlimited mm,
0: yeah.
2: No I might play mill for 12
0: I might I might play mil for 12 I'd definitely play mil for 16 Oh yeah. But I would never play 3 mana mil for 8 And I think this is going to earn more on the side Of mil for 8 Yeah Because when it comes down It doesn't affect anything That's going on the board And your opponent goes Attack it with my 3-3 three, three. And you go Yep Goes to 1 mill you for 4 and then you've just milled them for 8 for 3 mana and it didn't this, this like, is do a, anything. This
2: is a classic sideboard card though. Yeah. Because like there mm. are going to be matchups where you go into game 2 and you're like, "Oh, that went for so long and he had multiple cards that brought stuff back from the graveyard." Yeah. And you're like boarding your york and yeah. you're just like the maniacal Mr. Big. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and you literally like so because the static ability is where it's at. Guy.
1: You're just trying to disrupt their play. Oh no! That's sorry, what doing. the
0: static ability is irrelevant. Which is they oh. can't they can't search their library. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the, the exile the
1: graveyard.
0: Exile the graveyard's part of the
2: mill it's, four, it's, and then exile the graveyard. It's more that like you're like oh man that game took 10 turns and Not no more no, than 10 that yeah. that game took 15 turns and both of us are blue and we played multiple divinations but he also played a card that got a card back from the graveyard so you're like it can actually win me the game because the game's going to go super long and we can both kill a bunch of each other's stuff he is able to get something back from the graveyard so i can attack his graveyard and make that harder like that's when I'm like oh my god Ashiok the godsend you've saved my life but but this mm. is the, one of them 10
0: to 15% post yeah, sideboard cards that, that I think you said that you were struggling Do it, changing your game plan really radically yeah. yeah which is right after I finish a big long grindy game that I've just lost I'm like how do I sideboard the most stuff so I'm just a completely different deck that attacks <laughs> this matchup <laughs> in a way that they aren't expecting yeah and it goes gum up the board keep all your card-drawn stuff in, but bring in something like Ashiok that's just like, they cannot deal with that yeah. card if the game goes a similar way that game one did. Um, and, it's, and it's hard to know when to do it because every now and then they have an aggressive start and they just kill you and you yeah, and yeah. Ashiok into play. Yeah.
1: But um, most of the time, w- milling is not a thing that we want to be doing in any li- uh, yeah, limited, think, or si- yeah. uh, in a limited you, game,
0: unless you have Unless you're going to kill them, definitely with your mill... Do not put incidental mill cards in your yeah. deck. Yeah. It's a waste of time.
1: So yeah. that was pretty that was a lesson learned pretty strong in uh Allegiance as well, wasn't it? It was with, like Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cards that of were milling, thoughts. but it's just pointless yeah. if you unless like, that was your win condition. Yeah. It was yeah. even
0: with, with Wall of Lost Thoughts, when I was playing in high alert decks, I started targeting myself yeah. with it. Yeah. Because if, if I did it against a black opponent, they could dead revels their cards back. And I was like, I don't want to do that, I'll just yeah. target myself. I exactly. Don't care. yeah. Um so yeah, you get a zero four out of the deal and you, you mill yourself for four.
2: So my quick bit of advice is twofold. Uh the first is don't play three color decks. Yeah. At no point in time should you be playing three colour decks in this format, play two color decks, and maybe there's like a bomb card that you're like, I'm gonna splash. I that.
1: just drew Nickel Bolas, Ken. Oh boy
0: I'd say don't play Nickel Bolas. Yeah. It's really sad But like one of the Hallmark cards of the set Is just uh, Blue Black 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 Red It's like You can't you,
2: really Pull that you, off with If you realistic- are If you are Blue Sorry If you are Base black Playing blue Or playing red And you're like Grixis man that's that's when... If you are base black, right? You have to be base black and you're playing yep. one of the other colours naturally. Nicol Bolas is not forcing you into them. That's when I'd be like...
1: Maybe, maybe I just, I'd do it. So yeah, he's, maybe I'd just try... He's the icing that on that top of the icing rather yeah. than the actual cake. You yeah, don't exactly. build around the cake. Yeah,
0: yeah, you need to put him into a thing that can already support him rather than try and just make it work. In, yeah, your yeah exactly. Okay,
2: yeah. Cool. Uh, don't play 3 color decks. Stick to 2 color bread and butter... And oh my god, if you're the Luxac that can play like
1: one colour splashing another, do that. Mm. Yeah. So if you can if you can just go with one colour, you'll yeah. do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be the most mid range format of all time because well, I think that aggro decks, as I said before, yeah. I posit the aggro decks can't really exist because of literally burn out. They're gonna burn out. Uh, control decks also don't really work because against a board full of planeswalkers you can't have that much planeswalker removal and if they have a couple uncommon things. It's kind of like they draw a whole bunch of spells. Yeah, and so if you, you
1: miss the counter spell and then you, they play it, you don't want to bounce it because it just no. recharges their Planeswalker. And if, and if
0: you have a handful of creature removal and they just put two Planeswalkers into play, you also kind of just lose to that as well. So hmm. every deck has to be super mid-range, and mid-range in this case means you want a mix of good removal and good creatures so that you can deal with your op- opponent's Planeswalkers but it also means that removal is better than it's ever been ever before in the <laughs> history of time because you need to, A, kill their guys that are going to kill you. B, kill their guys that are defending their planeswalkers. Three, kill their creatures that are attacking your planeswalkers that you're going to try and leverage your game around. Four, kill their planeswalkers because some of them hit creatures and planeswalkers, so you're just killing them directly. Like, the removal in the set, that's why there's so damn much of it, a common and uncommon, play... When you look at your sealed deck, lay it out in front of you. The it is not the creatures, which is usually where we lay out our, our curve. It's the removal and brackets. Yeah. The the planeswalker removal. I, con-
1: I have a comment about the planeswalkers. Oh, can I just continue? Before you say that, I want to continue Aaron's counting. There, he went A, B, three, four. So I'm going to go for D. Uh, D, <laughs> uh, D. If the planeswalker doesn't need killing, don't waste your removal on it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. Don't kill it for the sake of it. Yeah. This is a Planeswalker set. Yep.
2: This is my this is my final learning. My like, it if won't I can, be, but we'll go No, on. <laughs> no if, for me, <laughs> yeah. this is. Like, this is the, if I can give anyone a grain of salt going into this set, this mm. is what I would tell them. This is a Planeswalker set that is tremendously exciting. These are not the Planeswalkers of old.
1: Yeah. This is, yeah.
2: like, if you compare this to the magic story, this is like, the mending has just happened. Planeswalkers are different now, you mm. know, and... That's exciting because we we literally get to see a shift in time.
1: And you get to see Jack... Um, um, oh, shut up. Dak Faden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And e- it, yeah. yeah.
2: Like, in, in terms of... I can't think of robbed. anything this exciting since they announced Planeswalkers. Like, this is a paradigm shift in how they design cuts, which mm. is great. But what that means is you open seven Planeswalkers. That doesn't mean they're actually good, yeah. yeah.
1: Right, like some of these. I think we nailed it with the enchantment comparison. Yeah. I reckon I, I wouldn't be amazed if that wasn't the discussion that happened at R and D. Was just yeah. like, let's make enchantments, but let's just call them planeswalkers. This yeah. is actually how
2: Hearthstone tried to do planeswalkers. Oh, is it really? Like uh, Hearthstone had cards with activated abilities. Basically. Ah. Uh, sorry. They had uh,
0: cards with static, static abilities, abilities.
2: And that was like a big theme in and a set. And you could attack them. Well, I mean, they were just creatures. Oh, they were just creatures. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. So like they just stuck static abilities onto
1: creatures or triggered abilities onto creatures. Uh, but anyway. so I think, I think the main takeaways is that don't let your mind be blown that these are Planeswalkers and that used to be the be all and end all. These yep. are a lot simpler than hmm. what we were used to.
2: Yeah, because you used to open up Planeswalker and you were like, slam dunk, this is the colours that I'm in, forcing this colour because I got the bomb diggity, mm. right? And that kind of still exists, right? Like if you open Gideon- Yeah, you Gideon, can still do, yeah. If you open Gideon, like, holy crap, he is the bomb diggity. Like Gideon- going to
1: die. They're still going to- True, <laughs> true. <laughs> But if, if they are, if if they're playing the big the big bomb planeswalkers or whatever, then yeah, you know to save yeah, your removal like, for that card when like, it arrives. I'm
0: going to spark harvest, Gide- the shit oh. out of Gideon.
2: <laughs> and Liliana, like Liliana
1: is so disgusting. So Don't good. you dare! Like, if
2: you open Liliana, just windmill slam, play the mm. shit out of her, we'll, win the game.
0: I think unless we haven't fully expressed this, it yep. is a sealed format like before, which is the things that you should play a particular color or a deck for are. A, your bombs, and B, your removal, but maybe more than ever before...
2: Your removal. Your removal. Um, yeah.
0: Because your bombs, like we said, Rabid. removal is rife in this format. Like, there's there's multiple spells in every rarity, in every colour that can deal with a particular 5-5 five, five flying or yeah. a 4-4 flying or whatever your bomb used to be. Um, but now your removal is where you should be at because you'll be able to kill them with a 3-3... Three, three, and, and this whatever is, This it is my Rabid formula
1: which Reed Duke played uh, which is, his name is practically Rabid it just doesn't have the B in it Rabid Duke Rabid Duke it's just no 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 win and that's that's how that works
0: Yeah just blast your blast your folks Um, yeah. This set is going to play unlike any other set I think that we've played before
1: It is This uh, is very intriguing It's I'm not like going intrigued. into a new set where we're going I can sort of see how this works i just got to get my head around a few of the cards mm. This is like no idea what the tempo is. It's gonna be a bit wild, it's gonna be a different ride. Yeah, how am I gonna do it? It's kind of in exciting.
0: In very, very slight magic arena news. Yeah. In the update that's coming with War of the Swords. Just need to wait
1: for Neats and Toys. Uh, uh
0: no, this is kind of because yeah. it's kind of part of the rules yeah, as well. Cool. You know how if your opponent has a Teferi out yeah. and you go attack all, they just attack the player. With one of the new updates, it's gonna say attack all what do you want to attack all? Because you're going to attack all at a particular planeswalker. Now. Ah. So
2: this is really confusing to me as mm. to why this is needed. Because if you just click the attack all
1: button, mm. it then gives you arrows. An arrow, yeah, they'll go whew, put, to your mouse pointer. Like, oh. And you go to them so, or you go to the oh. yeah. planeswalker. So, <laughs> so
2: if you click the thing and just move your mouse up, you just get, like, if you have three creatures, you get three arrows pointing from your creatures and you point them at the player or at the thing. I didn't know that the only way that doesn't happen is if you hit attack all don't move your mouse hit your mouse button again
0: yeah I may I don't know if you guys have listened to the audio of me playing drafts but I'm pretty (laughs) impatient and when I'm clicking attack all I'm waiting for them to respond I'm like like attack all attack all and I was like no, I wanted to track that planeswalker. Oh, I shouldn't have done the thing
2: that I always <laughs> do. But see, this this is why this doesn't make sense to me because that functionality already exists and dumbasses like Aaron Graham are ruining the fun. What did you
1: say about me? Oh, Aaron, you're ruining it for oh, everybody. I ruined it yeah. for everyone. All right, look, let's have a break. If there's anything we've missed, we'll cover it on the other side. Otherwise, we'll do neats an and twees. All right? Yep. Good. This oh, is really great game on Steam D- uh, oh. <laughs> Before we go any further Enjoy the weekend It's pre-release weekend It's wonderful Woo! This Pre-release is like... weekend This is what we live for Yay! Four times a year Yay! we get to do this It's so and exciting this five uh, What have we got coming up in the Neats and Twos. Oh,
0: my God. As Japan- we well, already- how's your
1: Planeswalker collection going, Aaron?
0: It's gone... Well, it's good <laughs> as of now. Yeah. This come the weekend, this weekend. It will be very
1: bad. It will be- <laughs> this Planeswalker is very incomplete. This is be- very incomplete. Uh, so there's, so there's
0: 30, 36. 36 Planeswalkers in the set. The Bio box probably are 37. Add another 36 because the Japanese yes. printed versions of the set... Anime. Have a planeswalker in every pack, like the English ones, but have a fifty percent chance for that planeswalker in the pack to be an alternate art anime planeswalker made by some of anime's most famous artists from Final Fantasy and other things. One. I'm
1: not gonna I'm not
0: just gonna say random names because that would be Probably you end, end up being racist, probably. On, you right, uh, yell, yeah. "What?" Sugar, yeah. yes, worker. Um, no, he so designs final fancy. Yeah.
2: While while Aaron's Planeswalker collection is fucked, it is now. Yeah, one of my friends, Josh, announced before this set to me that he wants to create uh, collect one of every printing of Planeswalkers in this set. So he wants foil, non-foil, pre-release foil
1: oh, for every.
2: Really, and and then they were like. Oh, yeah. And there's Japanese ones. Oh, so my God. So now he wants Japanese normal, Japanese foil, normal foil pre-release promo. That's, That's five years every that planeswalker. That's going to take okay.
1: him so long.
2: Because
0: like, even regular foil, Japanese foil or Japanese... Plus buy box promo, plus the two planeswalker deck ones. That's 75 new planeswalkers Mm. I have to
1: get and (laughs) alphabetize. I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to collect box toppers, (laughs) Ultimate Masters box toppers, Uh, and I'm missing more than half still. And it's going to take me forever to chase more than half of these
2: uncommons.
1: Yeah. Right? Like uncommons are pretty easy to find. But you got to get the foil of them as well. Yeah. Foil uncommons are pretty
2: common.
0: Foil uncommons, yeah, are reasonably easy to get when you're at the store all the time. So, like, I'm just like, oh hey, hey man, you want to do a quick trade for that thing the store doesn't want to buy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, God, there's just going to be so many. And the Japanese ones, I dread to
1: think <laughs>
0: how yeah. how much. some how of them much? Are.
1: How many? How many boxes are coming into? Like we're, we're, we're recording in West Australia. How many boxes are coming to West Australia?
0: Uh, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. Yeah, forty.
1: Yeah, that's not enough. But you can get more, right? I can get more. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it's I've, not I've like ordered
0: three cases for for the just his Australia. own collection. What's, just for me, <laughs> another eighteen for the Western yeah, Australia store. Um, and I think they're gonna go. And to you're pretty,
1: competing with Ken's mate, who wants, one of who wants whatever
0: who wants a wall as well, <laughs> Ken's friend. Um, I, I think we're gonna run out really quickly, and they're not gonna be available, and they'll be like,
2: whoops. We messed no, up. <laughs> you would totally be able to order more. Like do ja- oh, they need
0: to service the whole of Japan, not just Perth, Western Australia.
2: But like on, yeah. the, on the website, they <laughs> when they announced these, they said these are available worldwide. Oh, I just read a post on Reddit that said they're
0: already pre sold out in North America because they're not in the same distribution zone and they had to allocate some to them. But we are we are in the same distribution zone. We're in Asia Pacific. But they'll
2: be able to print more. Like, this oh, is oh, not yeah, a yeah. limited print-run product. That's true. Like, but at what no point in time will you guys run out of boxes and not be able to get more boxes if the demand is there? Yep. Oh. Okay, okay. Kill you. Oh. Do you want no, nerdy French, news? Sorry. Yeah, want, yeah, do we want do.
1: generic nerdy news? Yeah, that's what Neats and Twist is all about. Okay.
2: The French Fencing Association. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm right, yeah.
0: playing this it, game it, on Steam. Oh, wait,
2: shut up. <laughs> so... This is, this is completely genuine and has actually sparked worldwide controversy oh, right yeah. because uh, the French fencing people have recognised <laughs> lightsaber dueling as a sport,
1: hey! <laughs> but what
2: that puts it in line to be at the Olympics.
1: Yeah! Because
2: apparently <laughs> the French are like the global standard
0: for uh, fencing. For fencing and stuff. So, like, what them is the recognising between, it. So, so, I know, obviously, it'll be quite different in, in stance and that sort of thing. Fencing is quite
2: weird and <laughs> so... It, like, uh, yeah. Like, so... But Foil. lightsabers Foil. is different, like, different scoring system. Yeah, yeah. So it's like extremities is like one point, mm-hmm. uh chest is like three points, head What's is, like head is five crossing points crossing your lightsabers and saying do it and then chopping the um, head off. And, oh, and ten. points. And then you
1: double ended double oh double endle double ended <laughs> lightsaber you just snaps in half and you just got one end. Yeah. What about worth? if
0: you flip out of a pit and chop them in half and kick them into the pit? How many points is that? Yeah,
1: or uh, or you're running towards them and <laughs> a laser wall walks. You got to go. Oh, how many fuck, points is that? I've got to stop, and then you go. Oh, it's down. And you run and you stop again because there's another laser wall. That's points. I
0: got a serious question though.
1: Um, do you have to have midichlorians
0: to participate in the
1: event? <laughs> <laughs> you have a blood test. You have a blood test before you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We just <laughs> <start recording. laughs> I'm very sorry. Oh,
0: yeah. That's funny. Um, um, what, so, no, this is an actual serious question yeah. now. What sorry. do they make lightsabers out of? Because I know like, like, like fencing like a... a, a I rap, have no a idea. Pla-
1: Plastic with a bit of torch inside it. That's odd. That's usually... Because
0: like they have to have a weight. So n- maybe it's going to be more akin to like broadsword
2: fighting. Well, So the interesting thing is in the rules... Between strikes, you have to bring part of your lightsaber back behind your body. Oh, huh? so
0: it kind of gives it the flourish. Yeah. Oh, so that's to, really to, is it
2: to incentivize like, the vroom. flourish and the spins and the twirls. Like, so you can't just be like whack, whack, whack. You have to be like whack. You know, or like whack, so you have to pivot. work
0: the the thing well, but, into it.
2: That's that's
0: interesting because so like, like
2: part of the hilt or part of the blade has to go behind your shoulders.
1: Do we need? a Seven Land Hand lightsaber, lightsaber dueling. dueling podcast. One of the worst things that ever Just happened to, focus to me this,
0: I was really excited about episode seven.
1: Of Seven Land Hand? Uh, <laughs> I haven't listened yep. back to that one for a while.
0: It's not great. It's <laughs> probably not. It's probably not good. <laughs> that was, it was someone's first appearance. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I Keaton's guess.
1: first appearance is the worst show. Oh, <laughs> so,
0: I believe it. Um, yeah, when I saw... Um, Oh, what was it called? The Force Awakens. When I went to go see The Force Awakens, yeah. went to the midnight screening, pretty excited. I quite enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've the, always enjoyed them when I've gone. The
0: screening that I went to happened to be the one that the Perth Lightsaber Dueling Association <laughs> chose to delay the beginning of the movie. They see, they, they all came did in. Did they do and a special like, thing? And they came in and they did a rehearsed, choreographed, like, yeah. lightsaber duel between the two main people and then a bunch of people who are Siths and a bunch of people who are Padawans and stuff. And I was like, this is
1: the worst thing. It's always weird, <laughs> isn't it? I
0: want to watch the movie as close to oh. 12 o'clock as I can. And it got delayed by about half an hour by these lame duck-like people swinging glowy <laughs> tubes at each other. And I was like, come on, guys. It wasn't, it wasn't impressive. I'd, I'd imagine the world's best lightsaber duelist We'll be able to do this yeah. kind of thing, and it'll be really great. Uh, as far as an Olympic, the five o
2: four, the five o first, yeah. The no 501st. they 501st. The fighting. These
0: people were not the five o first. They yeah. were like yeah. the the LAC.
2: Have you um, have you ever been to a Renaissance fair in Perth? I've not. no. So uh, I I can't remember what it's called. It's like the Black Legion or something. Mm. They have some really badass name, but anyway, it's like people who like have armor and do sword fighting mm. for fun and like i've seen them go at it and it's fucking terrifying yeah, and yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. at the same time
0: because like i think we we've really um inundated ourselves with like medieval mm. things game of thrones all this kind of stuff and then we go oh he's fighting in a battle i was playing assassin's creed obviously the other day and i was like oh in a battle i'll just kill like 15 people all of which is like quite an intense little battle and you would never ever be able to physically do that and, and I think when you watch actual people doing it and you're like, oh my God, the exertion. Yeah. To swing that sword even just five times is like an incredible feat. And, and they were doing it to like but win battles and stuff as well.
2: Adrenaline. Like we also don't talk about the fact that suits of armour were just, they made you a walking yeah. tank. But also
0: <laughs> like, crazy heavy. Like you're just like adding so much more weight to everything. Well, not
2: that heavy. It was like 30 pounds. Like a, an, full a suit of, a suit of a full armor. suit of armor was like thirty pounds. to sixty pounds. What's pounds. Like pounds? Uh, thirty many... pounds is like ten kilos. No, but weigh more than ten kilos. Point. Yeah, it'd
0: be way more than ten kilos, right?
2: Yeah. It like a good suit of armor was like ten to twenty kilos. Not as much like the That's thing was you too were bad. not you were not flexible. So you couldn't yeah. move very quickly and you weren't super flexible, but like you were a tank.
0: Yeah, like they couldn't stab you. Yeah.
1: Oh <gasps> I've looked it up. Seven Line Hand episode seven was called Trains.
0: (laughs) Yeah! Uh, No way. What are we talking about?
1: This week, Aaron is at the Melbourne MTG Grand Prix. The podcast is all about Ticket to Ride. We follow up the Seven (laughs) Line (laughs) Hand competition and talk tweets from celebrity gamers. Matt McHale and Travis were on this episode.
2: I feel like that is the perfect time to end. This episode of oh,
1: Seven that's Land lovely. Hand. yeah, it's, it's all yeah. come full circle. Yeah, that was hard. Fine. Uh, oh oh well, my God, Plug City! Look, if you listen this far, I don't know who's listening this far. I've lost control of this podcast. <laughs> listen uh, this weekend. Uh, players that you uh, meet at every Magic event, is, part two, is out. Is is dropping. Well, it's actually out now on it's, our YouTube channel.
0: It's dropping like a hot deuce.
1: Yeah, we're going to put it on our Facebook page. But if you if you see it on our Facebook page, please go to our YouTube channel and watch it there, mm-hmm. and like it and subscribe and uh, uh, yeah, yeah and comment.
0: If you, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, it means that you'll see every new video that we make as we uh, put it out, whether it's new kind of comedy skit. Magic Which slash good.
1: content. We're doing lots more of that now. We're doing
0: we're doing more of that, and we're also doing um, a little bit more um, uh, like Magic Arena. Uh, learn to play so you can like yeah. watch watch it played. Red Green Warriors with Kian. Um, you can watch me play some mono red you can watch David play some mono red you can watch I don't draft. think anymore
1: we're going to be doing some different decks now we're mono red seems to be dead now, but, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: but once War of the spark is out we'll be doing a lot more video content so M- keep mono planeswalker on uh, twitch.tv slash seven line hand or youtube.com or you can just google seven line hand youtube as well we've yeah. just got so much stuff coming out all the time please like and subscribe, subscribe and, and comment sort of
1: share Get involved, yeah. Like, yeah wow. we, we, we love responding to that sort of stuff. So, you know, Like if someone says, hey, in your next uh, plays you've met at Edge Every Magic event, what about this guy? Mm. <laughs> Great yeah. stuff. Yeah, we'll have to do that sort of stuff.
0: Um, you can still win Fallout by leaving a can comment you? on the post for episode <gasps> 142, which is on the top of the Seven Land Hand Facebook page. You can Ooh. just win a free copy of a board
1: game anywhere in the Australia. With miniatures. And... Post-apocalyptic world and all that kind of stuff. Uh, And apparently, I'm going to be back next week (laughs) to talk about my favorite game ever. What is it? That's not true. What? What's the game?
0: My favorite game ever is a game called Magic: The Gathering. Oh, we've just done that. But also next week, I'm going to talk about the mind. Yeah, we're we're going going to talk about the the
1: mind, and we've got some big news next week. We're going to be dropping it. Big news. Huge news. Actual neats and twos out of this world news. Yeah. Actual twos. After we finish complaining. actual neats. After we finish complaining about the mind. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers. It's a big argument next week. Speaking of spoilers, we'll all have seen... um, Matt and I are not happy with what Aaron has set us up with, but we'll cover that next week.
0: (laughs) This game on on Steam I've been playing has been pretty... Anyway, anyway, sorry, what, Aaron? I'll just play the outro music. Yeah, oh, okay. I'll, I'll talk no. about it as, as we fade out. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Anyway, this Get game out. I've been playing on Steam is called Train
1: Valley. It's oh. good, you build little roots for your trains to go down. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> that go? It's another different yeah, key. It yeah, yeah. It's a
0: different key.
1: Um, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Have a great pre-release weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Whee! Yeah, having lots of dice. Just um, open lots of packs. Get in there, jump in there, play. See what you get. As much as we said, to don't, a giant, don't play more than
0: two colors. If you open a Niv Miser Reborn, play five colors.
1: Woo!
0: All right. Good night, everyone. Au revoir.